Hey listeners, before we dive into this week's episode, I want to introduce you to a brand that's all about good health and great taste. It's time to level up your beverage game with HealthAid Kombucha. HealthAid isn't just any drink. It's a wellness powerhouse packed with probiotics, antioxidants, and organic goodness. With a wide range of mouth-watering flavors, you're in for a treat with every sip. From classic flavors like cayenne cleanse and ginger lemon to the bold and adventurous pink lady apple and berry lemonade, there's something for everyone. But here's the real magic. Health Aid Kombucha is more than just a tasty beverage. It's a drink that loves your gut. It's raw, vegan, gluten-free, and never contains artificial anything. So if you're looking to boost your digestive health, support your immune system, and enjoy delicious, guilt-free refreshment, Health Aid Kombucha is your go-to choice. Ready to make your change for the better? Head over to healthaid.com and use promo code TMB for an exclusive discount on your first order. That's healthaid.com with promo code TMB. Cheers to a healthier you, and thanks to Health Aid Kombucha. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Self Starter Show. I'm your host, Steve Clare, and on this show, you're going to be hearing from entrepreneurs. You're going to hear about their wins that got them where they are, their losses, and everything in between, as well as the advice that they have that helped them along the way along with bonus solo episodes of my personal secrets of life, success, and empathy sprinkled in for you, the listener. Like chapters of a great book, each episode will provide you with a bit of a cheat code to success and happiness. This week's guest of the show is a commercial real estate boss. Or Does your partner take that name? Or is mom, mom boss? Mom boss is Bernadette. Mom I mean, is Bernadette. you know, I think call me whatever. You know, a commercial queen. The is, commercial queen. Is, that commercial girl. She is one of the heads of the commercial department over at Sirhant, which is the fastest growing and most followed real estate firm in the entire world. Jay Chanker. Thank you so much for that intro. Um, number one, I'm so excited to do this with you. You, every time you come in the office, there's just this burst of energy. And the fact that I get to have you in one of my commercial listings that I'm actually renting out right now um, is super exciting. So thank you for having me. While I want to learn a lot about you right now, I hope that from doing this, you learn some stuff about me as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, shoot. I mean, they... So let's talk about what you're doing right now. Tell me about your day-to-day and more so your role in commercial over at Sirhan. So I came on to Sirhan whenever Ryan first brought on that gorgeous corner office that we now call home. And I um, originally, so I, I come from like a real estate background. I never knew anything other than real estate. Your entire um, life. My entire life. My entire, you know, my parents, my parents' parents, everyone was always in real estate. And um, whenever I came on, I was originally working for a property management company and I pretty much managed a group of property managers to tell them, okay, how do we maximize uh, the potential on a certain building? So- um, Residential, commercial? um, Both, both. So we worked on different portfolios and just figuring out, okay, how do we spice this up? How do we figure out like different ways to maximize um, 
you know, the, the revenue on, on a building. So uh, through certain relationships, I ended up helping a friend sell a building or two of his buildings. Um, and we received an accepted offer for $46 million. Now, I knew the seller and he's a little bit crazy. So I was like, okay, crap, I, I need to sign on to like a proper brokerage. So a friend connected me with a friend who connected me with the Ryan Serhant. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I think I accidentally manifested this. I got and, 46 uh, million reasons why you gotta bring Jade on at Serhant. Yeah, I mean, well, like super imposter syndrome because I was like, oh my gosh, I've never done anything like this. Like I've never sold a building or anything. So um, fast forward, you know, Ryan brought me on and he's like, okay, so, you know, what do you want to do? And I was like, I just do commercial. Um, and yeah, ever since then, um, unfortunately the deal actually didn't go through mm. during the due diligence What was period. the address? Um, 216 West 30th and then I think 246 West 30th. I have to double check those addresses. That's a bummer. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sucked at first, but I think, you know, it was now I know through that how to do certain due diligence processes before we even put an offer on something. Do you think that the burn wasn't so bad because you had never done a deal nearly that massive? And if you had ever done a deal half that massive, 46 million, let's say you had ever, you had ever sold a $15 million listing and you got that check from a $15 million listing. So now, knowing what that check looks like, do you think losing the 46 would have been 10 times more devastating? Uh, that That's actually a really good question. I don't know. I think like, you know, this, I definitely like built it up in my head. You know, I tried not to talk about it with people. I was like, I kept it super private. I was like, I, you know, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. Um, but it was it was a low blow, and we put it in a contract twice. Jeez, but the different people. Different people. Oh yeah. my! What was the what was the main issue? Um, so with buildings, especially in a certain district, um, certain buildings are subject to eminent domain. But it's uh -huh. it's you know sort of an opinion. It's kind of like saying you know, hey, your Zara shirt is going to shrink in a couple of years or after a couple of washes. You know, do I really know that? No, but I can assume because Zara is like, you know, super fast fashion that it is going to shrink after a couple of washes. So that's kind of what they do. It's not something official, but it's just it's speculate. It's speculatory. And, you know, an attorney is going to just assess the risks. And unfortunately, that that's what happened. But since then, um, we have been uh, building out Ryan's commercial division, um, starting with investment sales and um, and bringing it to retail and office leasing. But really, the goal is to bring this sexy residential marketing approach to the commercial industry, which historically is so boring. Um, not only yep. is it boring, it's not marketed at all. I feel like that's very Sirhan and at the same time, very Jade. Oh yeah, and it's like uh, it's like a Jade Serhan combo. Bringing it to commercial is that I, I didn't know about this. They're telling telling me this right now. Smart, super smart. Oh my gosh, and super yeah. sexy. I mean, I think the first time I even commercial real estate is so blah. 
it is so blah and it blows my mind because I look I understand pre so I mean if we back it up right people didn't even start actually recording um, video tours of residential units until maybe like let's say 2016 right mm -hmm. and I remember the first project I was on was a family's building and it was so cute I was so excited you know and like fresh back from the city and like you know i'm gonna take over this building i'm gonna be the best landlord ever i'm like baking cookies stupid i literally i i look back at myself and i just want to because i'm like you want to bake your times cookies now they're gonna yeah, take advantage but of you. you learned it was a learning okay process. yeah no i learned i learned but you know a couple it, mistakes um it wasn't a mistake i don't look at that as a mistake no it was good it was it was a good mistake because i learned from it and I don't mean it in a corny, like, there's no losses, there's only wins and learns. I don't mean it in that sense. I mean that you actually learn from it. You like, yeah, whatever totally. you did, like, it's not like you lost anything. You learned from the reaction that you then got, but you also got to spread your love, which is something that really speaks true to you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I think, um, I think that when it comes to making deals happen, it's really easy to, like, get your ego involved in stuff, too. And... Um, I think one of the cool things is, is you know, I love what I do. If I never got paid a day in my life, I would still be doing what I do today. And um, and sometimes you could go a few months without getting paid a day in your life. That, in commercial. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that uh, especially right now, commercials difficult. So you kind of have to get creative in order to like close stuff. But um, yeah, I, I, I genuinely love what I do. All right, so let's rewind. You said you were out the womb working in real estate. Tell me more about that. Um, How did it all begin? Well, on March 4th of 1996, uh, Lenox Hill Hospital, my parents got the room hand-painted. Uh, <laughs> Is that that's, true? I swear. I don't know if, it, if they got it hand-painted, but I know it was hand-painted. Oh, okay. Hand-painted room in Lenox Hill Hospital. Um, I'm pretty sure it's still hand-painted. And uh, yeah, no. So um, my dad was a developer here in New York, um, but he's a lot older. So he's like, I think he had me when he was 56. And my mom's, you know, younger. She was an actress and a model and, you know, living her life. And, um, you know, kind of all I've ever known, I'm an only child, is real estate. So, you know, at 14, I was going through Craigslist and the Village Voice, which, I don't know if you're from New York. Yep. You are? Okay, do you remember The Village Voice? Uh, yep. Okay, so The Village Voice, I, so cute, 12-year-old, 13-year-old me, I'm going through it, and I'm highlighting for sale by owner, for sale by owner, and I'm calling, and I'm trying to negotiate these deals for these buildings. I didn't even know where the cross streets were at that time. I was like, you know, my, my dad never let me venture anywhere um, east of Avenue B. Mm -hmm. <laughs> at, I mean, back in 2010, you, you didn't. That yeah. I, I moved to fifth between A and B, March. Wait, 20, shut up. March between 20. A. Okay, so the building that I like, my first building, my dad yeah. still owns it. Uh, fourth between A and B. Right around the corner. Yeah. Oh my God, we're neighbor. I well, love you that. know, whatever. Yeah, I was there for nine years. Oh my God. Yeah. So you went to the key food. Yeah. That was like the late night spot. Uh, late night spot, morning spot. And it, that was my grocery store. That was my grocery store <laughs> whenever I didn't get them delivered. But yeah. so fucking good. Um, and yeah, I mean, just like super early on, you know, my, my dad just, it was, it was just like 
part of just like the the culture that I grew up in is like one there's always a deal always a deal no matter what you can always get something done you have to travel to Texas and back and then buy the person's car or just whatever it is there's always a way to get something done and um and uh two was um can you remember number two but yeah that was like the main thing it's main like, thing always... there's always a deal but you're telling me you were going through you were going through craigslist and you're going through the village voice just circling for sale by owners so you're telling me one hit the one on fourth you found that through the village voice oh no that one was my dad would so what we do is he would just buy properties oh gotcha. he would hold them and then he would either sell them or he'd get a bunch of investors and then the investors would buy in and um and yeah that's how i, I grew up so um in 2017 um or maybe 2016. did you go to school for real estate development uh, I originally I was originally went to school for real estate and I remember being in class and they went through like the top careers right in real estate and developer wasn't on one of those and I was so confused and I'm sitting there and I'm like that's so interesting why why isn't that there and I'm going through it and I'm sitting through class one I should mention I failed microeconomics like twice and I was like fuck this and I was like also too why do I need a real estate degree I was like what are they teaching me mm-hmm. Like, okay, you know, how to use Excel. I was like, I can Google that or pay someone to do it. You know, whatever. Um, so then I, I sucked at math in college. So I was like, okay, what's like another, what's another major I can, I can focus on? And I was thinking, I was like, what's the one thing that I can apply to any sort of industry I, I decide to, to tailor with real estate because you know, the way that I was raised is like, you, you have multiple businesses. Both of my parents are very entrepreneurial. They're, they're very like, you know, they like to invest in stuff, create all of this stuff. And I was like, public relations. I was like, surely that is the best way to be able to brand myself. And, and I sort of, I learned that really early on is, you know, whether it's a building or if I want to create a bike company, um, you know, learning how to market and brand yourself is just going to take this one product and put it in front of a million people. And just like sales, it's all about a numbers game. So I sort of, um, that's sort of the direction I went. And then I moved here, worked on a building that was like my baby of a building, 197 East 4th Street. 197 East 4th Street. Street. Yeah. So um, I was working on this building. Do you have a picture of it? Not in your phone. Just like, I feel like that's something you should have a picture of in your oh apartment. Oh my God. Okay. So 4th Street and my dad used to own this block and he sold every single one of the buildings besides this one building. And if you could picture it, all of the buildings are red exterior. This is the one building that has a white exterior. And I did the leasing for it. Um, so first floor is a commercial space. Second, third, fourth are residential units. And I had somebody paint the outside um, like snakeskin. So if you walk and you see it, it, it's the building with that's white with snakeskin on it. It's like the most jade building ever. But um, but yeah, so I took over the building back in 2014. And, um, you know, I the way that I actually got into leasing 
was I had a lot of friends from Australia. And I was like, hey. How'd that come to be? Um, I actually dated someone from Australia. Oh, where in Australia? Sydney. Dope. I'm assuming you went out there at least once or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, well, at the time I was dating and... Um, and I studied abroad in Australia. Oh, did you like it? Loved it. Do you um, know any any uh, slang words? Um, just like goon, bogan, not the goon. What's a goon? The goon. Can you explain it? Yeah, of course. Like you slap the goon, the goon, box wine. You, oh, you take the, you take the box wine goon, out of the bag. A goon is a box wine. Yeah, the bag. You, you take the box wine out of the bag. And you just pass ah. you pass around the goon. Okay, I think our college experiences are a little different. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I was there in I was there in 20, 2007. Okay, goon. Yeah, you Slap were the goon. You were like you were eleven. Do you know? Um, all right, so can you guess? Uh, drier than a dead dango's dong. <laughs> <laughs> Means you're thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get shit for not knowing that. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of another. Yeah, that's that's probably my my favorite Australian slang word. Um, but yeah, no, I so I I remember I would create these Facebook groups for people in Australia. Now give me a year. This is what 2017. This is, no, this is this is like 2014. Okay. 2014 to 2016. It was like that was the era of me sort of figuring out, I'm like, okay, like these people are coming internationally to New York. How are they going to find an apartment? And, th and that was an issue because back then, and you probably remember this, but um, back then uh, it was really hard for people to get credit. Like if an Australian came to the US, okay. even if they owned $17 million in liquid assets in Australia, they would come here and have to rebuild their credit. I didn't completely. realize that was a big issue. Yeah, it was it was massive. So what I sort of did, I was like, okay, like let's use common sense here. And if you have a job, you can lease this apartment. And I used to do videos, market it, stuff like that. So um, we were able to increase the rents. Um, I'm not going to use percentages. I'll say, you know, increase the rents. The, the base rent in the building was four thousand. We increased it to I think like an average of like sixty eight fifty. Damn. Yeah, just by, you know, we did like room by room and marketing internationally and then went from one building and I, and I had so many people coming to me from Australia, from London, from Dubai, from all these places. And I was like, crap, I need like more apartments. So I used to call the building owners next door. And I remember to this day, I had, I think, Jared Kushner's old phone number because he owned the building next to us. I remember calling him <laughs> and I'm like, you know, didn't get an answer, but still I would, I would call these owners and I'd be like, hey, you know, do you have a three bedroom? Like the budget's up to $10,000 a month. And, and you know, they would connect me to stuff. So, so that was really fun for me. I feel like at that time you were calling him in Croman a lot. Who? Steve Croman. Probably. I don't yeah. know. 9,300? You know, I, if I showed you my contact list. They have, uh, they have like a hundred plus buildings in the city. So, so this is what I do. This is the greatest broker hack ever. Can't believe I'm telling you this but what i do is every time i talk to an owner an owner a tenant a client a guy on the street i tag their name so if we go to my contact list and we put owner i have every single owner that i've spoken to that i've remembered to do this with 
and I tag their name and number and then what they own. So that way, every time I speak to them or if I'm like, oh my gosh, that building's fucking amazing. Or, you know, I remember this and this and this about this building. I could just hop into my contact list and I'll remember what they own. And sometimes they'll call me. And, I love that. So yeah. while you're doing this, you're building up this website. Website or just Facebook? Just Facebook Marketplace. So you're building up your Facebook people. Marketplace. Um, what kind of support did you have from your dad who was a real estate developer at the time? So um, Moral support and uh, I don't know if it's financial support, but just support. Yeah, I think um, it's actually a good question. I think that I think that he never I'd be lying to be like, oh, you know, he, he was so supportive. No, I mean, I, I kind of just, you know, I was I was assigned a duty and it wasn't I didn't see it like a job. It was just something that you did. It was support like, could also be treating you the way you should be treated as an employee. Um, you know, I think I think he always saw me as a daughter. You know, he always saw me as like a a daughter who's, you know, running a, a family, just doing it right. I, I think it was it wasn't really like a oh you know great job or anything like that. It was it was more of like okay, well, you know, you're you're doing what you were born to do, what you're raised to do. So you know, it, I've never looked at it like a job or or anything like that it, it's just been it's like okay you're born this is your this is what you have to do this is your duty almost um but i've taken really really great pride in it because um i think to to love what you do is it's it's a blessing 100 percent. and not only that you're doing this and you haven't like you've you've been throwing years out there but to do that at a relatively young age yeah. is super commendable I mean, it was fun. Think about it. You were doing this at 18? Mm, yeah. Yeah, you were doing this at 18 years old. Yeah. At 21 is when you were kind of taking it to the next level. Mm -hmm. That's when a lot of people, a lot of people, that's when most people are still in that like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Who am I? And they're still in that, what am I going to do? Who am I for the next few years? Whereas you... We're eating and breathing real estate and trying to elevate the game. Now, at 21 years old, 2017, what was it that then pushed you to elevate your game? So I had fallen in love and the person who I'd fell in love with um, had an opportunity in Australia. Sorry, um, in Boston. So I moved to Boston and I worked for other companies for the first time. Um, so I worked for Oxford Properties and another like small family Was office. it easy finding a job there? Well, it's funny because I actually I, I was like, okay, let me like venture into like, PR and every single PR job. <laughs> and I thought I was the shit. I was like, I was like, here's what I'll do to all of your um, all of your clients. This is this is the strategy. I mean, I was so excited. And they're like, mm, yeah, we're going to pass. And the second I, I applied for any real estate position, it was like a second. It was like a match made in heaven. So it was just naturally easy and it, and it was fun. I mean, uh, real estate is exciting and I ended up working for Oxford Properties whenever they were in Boston yep Oxford oh so um, their regional office Got so it. they oversee um, New York Boston Canada all of the Northeast so 21 year old Jade got a job with Oxford Properties yeah I know now that I look and I'm like oh crap wow that's kind of cool um, cool. So I was working for the regional office, and um, and what were you doing? 
um, what is the title? I think it was well, administrative. Well, screw the title. What were you doing? Move to Boston. What were you doing? And if, uh, if we can go down that path, how long were you in Boston? And paint us a picture for what time in Boston was like, and then we'll bring you back. Oh, okay. Well, I had never been to Boston before I decided to move there. You know, I, um, I didn't go to Boston for more than the first 30, almost 36 years of my life as a New Yorker. You, I never went to Boston. You could have skipped it. I, I was just so anti-Boston. It's just how they raise New Yorkers. That is fair. I, I didn't drink Sam Adams till I was like 23. Wait, what? Sam Adams, because it's a Boston Wait, lager. You didn't drink Boston lager because? Until I was in my mid-20s, because it was from Boston. So you were that instilled in hating Boston? Uh-huh. What did you think after you uh, went? They probably have the best seasonal beers. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> they probably have the best seasonals. <laughs> it's amazing. great. Listen, Boston egg creams my whole life. Or Boston Boston creams, Boston cream donuts. My whole life can't not have a Boston cream. Anything else Boston couldn't do. Really? Yeah. Wow, their beer is that good. Uh, yeah, if you're a New Yorker, you're a diehard Yankee fan. That's how you live. Oh shit! Wow. In a classy way, whereas for Boston people, it would be the. Wow. I'll say the so way. like I had no, I had no hate towards Boston before I lived there. Oh oh. Go on. And then and then I went because I was like, oh, surely this is like a Chicago, or like like a mini New York. No, I think that Boston literally takes everything that's amazing about New York, and it turns it on its head, and it's the exact opposite. New York, amazing drink specials, happy hours. Boston, no, don't have that. New York, amazing fashion, everybody just interesting, all of this stuff. Boston, everybody dresses like they're in a rush for their college exam. Um, three, uh, New York, things are open 24-7. You get food anytime. When I tell you, when I moved to Boston, I moved to North End. So this is the coolest neighborhood. I get there. And I, I go watch, like a um, what is it, not football, basketball game. Basketball game finishes. Every single restaurant is closed. I'm like, it's 9.30 p.m. Like, how do people live? I had to go to 7-Eleven to get So how long food. did you live in Boston? Six, six and a half months. At six and at what month, at what number month were you like, I got to get out of here? Two. Two, two days, two, two, months? two months? Two months. Two months. Two months, yeah. Yeah, first month I was like bouncing around. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I remember going to, to Cambridge where Harvard is and went to a library and I was like, okay, cool. There must be a speakeasy here. It was a real library, but it, it was just like, it's just like the worst. It just, I mean, I hate Boston. I think, you know, I- So how'd you get back to New York? How'd you train? And then what did you do job transition-wise? Um, that's actually an interesting story. Um, so I was super sad in Boston. I had no friends and I was like, I, I have to move back. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm so unhappy. Now you use the word sad. Would you say you were sad, distraught, upset? Like mm -hmm. what level? Like what level? I think just like. Like, like what's, what, what's the adjective that you'd throw out there to actually describe how you felt about living in Boston? <sighs> I think, I think lonely is the proper word. Like I, I was so excited about life and 
you know, I'm, I'm some, I, I love creativity and people. And it was the first time where I was like, oh, wow, like I just feel so lonely and bland and, you know, I'm not inspired. And, you know, there's no, there's no like pizzazz, like there's no passion here. And, and I, I just, I couldn't do it. And, and I, I was really, I, I wasn't in a good place mentally at that time. Um, so I remember it kind of pushed me into um, my, a little bit more into like my spiritual journey, which um, I'm a very spiritual person. Um, and I remember writing down on a piece of paper, I was like, I want to make X amount per year. Or I was like, I will make, or I, whatever the term is, I will make $75,000 a year. That was one, which was a decent amount back then, oh, like yeah. a 20, 23 year old, 22 year old. For a 22 year old, that was a decent Yeah, amount. and um, and then I remember, I also said, I was like, I'm going to work for a multi-million, or a building making multi-million dollars a month. And essentially, a, a, a recruiter reached out to me on LinkedIn and um, she recruited me. I interviewed with a company. It was like the most perfect match of a company that I could work for. And um, the building I ended up working for, um, at first, uh, you know, I, I increased their rents by like 40%, like just massively in the peak of COVID. Um, and then I, I started overseeing a multitude of buildings. And um, it was sort of where I was like, oh shit, like I'm really good at what I do because I, I know. I know what people want and, um, you know, I've been around the real estate industry so much where I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I understand when somebody walks into something, how they want to feel. And um, I just kept applying that to both residential and commercial properties. And, um, and you know, thankfully, I, I sort of got the opportunity to make the jump from sort of more corporate lifestyle to... Ryan Serhant's brokerage. <laughs> I love that. And while you're in the middle of doing that, do you have a mentor who you're asking, you know, kind of someone you can go to as, because these are a lot of big life changes. Mm-hmm. Moving to Boston, moving back from Boston, changing from corporate to non-corporate. And there's big changes that you've made in life. Are you reading anything at this point? Are you listening to certain podcasts? Ooh. Is there certain, is there something that gives you, not is there, what is it that is giving you guidance and inspiration? Because at a young age, yeah. you don't know anything. Not to say you don't know anything, but you don't know anything. I, I didn't know You shit. know nothing. You're <laughs> no. literally learning as you go. Yeah. Who was somebody that you could ask these questions to? Or what was a book yeah. or books or a podcast that you leaned on? Um, that's actually a really good question. I, I think that like... Um, first, like anything that I'm afraid of, I'm like, okay, I have to do this. I'm like, this is a sign I have to do this. I mean, all of these things I was so afraid of doing. And did I was Did you like, decide that? Or do you have like someone that you talk to who is like, Jade, you need to attack everything head on. And if you're scared of it, you need to attack it hundred miles per hour head on. Um, yeah. So the, the man who I had fallen in love with, who I ended up marrying, he was very supportive in, in the fact of like, okay, you know, you should do this, you should do this. But, but I, think, um, I think that I was just like raised to like do scary things. You know, I think like, 
I, I don't know. I, I think like, you know, I've, I've always been really clear as far as like what I want in life and like being very business focused. But, but I think like, like a lot of podcasts, you know, I'm, I'm a huge podcast person. Um, there's a really good one called um, Big Conversations by Haley Hoffman Smith. Obsessed with it. I live and breathe by it. And then um, and then there's another one, Weekly Energy Boost, which is very Kabbalah. You know, I think, um, you know, anytime I was, I was like, oh my gosh, should I do this change? And like, my, like you know, I'm, I'm telling you my wins right now. You know, there's a lot of things that, that uh, I, would, I would classify as losses too. Mm-hmm. You know, things that I said no to that um, probably would have been incredible opportunities to learn um, you know, I'm proud with the route that I took. Um, but I think that, um, I've had many mentors, you know, mostly, um, you know, the, the husband has been a great mentor. I think, um, a lot of podcasts and then the, uh, CFO of the old company that I was working at. What's um, his name? Uh, so there was two, um, A.B. Friedman. Let's see. I mean, she deserves incredible. a shout out. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, then, uh, and then Moses Berkovics, um, you know, one, two of the guys who, you know, really took my real estate experience and they just like literally took a firework and just lit it on fire. I mean, the things that, that I, you know, you learn whenever you're, you're part of a really tight knit real estate community in New York city, the relationships, everything. And that's why I say, you know, I think a lot of people, whenever they get into the real estate industry, especially working as a broker, everyone says, join a team. And I respect that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's for some people. However, that's not the advice I would give. Yeah. So I've been uh, I've been in real estate for over 14 years, and the whole team thing became so prevalent like two three years ago, and I'd never done it up until like 11 and a half years. No, 11 and a half years, 12 and a half years, 12 and a half years. I'm doing it on my own, oh, and wow. I'm elevating my brand. I'm elevating my brand. TMB comes out 2017. That's sick. Sick I'm name. Elevating it. Thank you. The Millennial Broker comes out fall 2017, uh-huh. and I'm elevating it year by year. My business is going up. I leave a small boutique firm, and I go to this massive company, mm-hmm. and you know, my business is going up, is going up. And then you know what? I realize I'm not a big box firm type of person. Let's check out, you know, I got contacted by Sirhan. Mm-hmm. When I went there, it had the same small boutique vibe mm-hmm. everybody was a fucking winner yeah and the energy in that office yeah is amazing and the, i remember the first time walking in the office and i see paul sitting there yeah and paul was my manager 10 years prior oh my god that's crazy and i'm like what the fuck are you doing here he's like what the fuck are you doing here do you think it was fate i do i do wow. and Sirhan just aligns with my brand mm-hmm. it aligns with your brand it aligns with my brand and it's a company that really wants to elevate the people who are in the house. Yeah, yeah. Singly, while having support from everybody around. Yeah, it's awesome. And so, where were you before? Remind me. I was at Compass for two years. Compass. A little over two years, I was at Compass, and before that, I was at Level Group for eleven and a half years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
Um, was it was it a, like a big change going from Compass to Sirhan? Um, in such a great way. Yeah. Uh, Compass. Uh, was, I guess there was a lot of red tape. Uh, the management there was piss poor. Um, just the like, literally, I had such a terrible experience with more than one manager. Um, and they were very much about pushing Compass. Okay. Like every, all branding, everything, and like just everything in house was very rah rah and very Compass. Whereas, like, I'm not about that. Like, my brand's TMB. Actually, I don't think I've ever asked you if you were to give like your brand three words, what would it be? Uh, if I were, what do you mean? Your brand, like you. Like. TMB. Like, what is TMB? Mm-hmm. Um, empathetic, mm-hmm. forward thinking, mm-hmm. and instinctively in my head, I, I'm thinking, what's a good word to describe uh, being a master? of negotiating or being a master at uh, being super transactional. So whatever word fits that. Yeah, goes there. Um, I'm trying to think of the word. I guess like negotiate, like. Um, also, I'll go with inspiring. Cause yeah. I don't know if you were talking about the team or me myself, Yeah. but I, I thrive to inspire. Mm-hmm. I like to touch people in a way where when I leave them, they're feeling better than they were before I saw them. And I mean, you touched on that. I don't know if it was before we started the podcast or before we were talking, but you were saying like, when I walk in the room, it kind of like brightens up. And whether it's you meant that or you were just saying that, I I do it on purpose because I want people to smile. I want people to feel good. A lot of people always think about the negative things in life when there's always going to be negative things, but if you're only, but if you're focusing on the positive, mm-hmm. then you're going to be a positive person. You're going to have a positive outlook on totally. life. And there's certain things that you can do, certain things you could put into your body, not just working out and eating right, because those are the things that you put out. And when you put out, you get out, but also positive energy. If you put in positive energy, you then put out positive energy. So when you're listening to a podcast about, positive energy when your headphones go off and you go about your day and you talk to somebody you're gonna instill that in the person you're talking to and if they come at you with negative energy you're not gonna push positivity you're not gonna push your positivity on them but essentially it'll flow into them yeah because you're gonna smile and you're gonna know exactly how to make them feel good because what's it all about Totally. I, I think that's that's amazing. Um, it, it's funny. Um, there's a, a great app that, that I use too, and it's like, it's called Think Up, and it trains your brain. You record your affirmations, and then you listen to it first thing in the morning whenever your brain's in this like incredible um, receiving wavelength. And it's like, you know, I, I think people don't realize how um, powerful your thoughts are because it, yeah. it, it, it radiates, you know, whether you, know, you walk into a room and, you know, just how you act, you know, or dealing with people like, you know, mannerisms, you know, the way that you hold yourself. Like, I think that 
like the way that you look at life and and your outlook is, is so important. So I, I couldn't agree more with you. Hundred percent. And talking about apps, front screen of my app, I have, it's called the Motivation app. Shut up! I have the same one. Really? Yeah. Look at this. Boom. <laughs> we both have the widget. <laughs> But like literally, open up my phone. What does yours say? I'm curious. Whatever you do, good or bad, people will always have something negative to say. Oh, that's great. Um, oh, wait. Wrong one. Mine says successful people are always looking for opportunities to help others. Unsuccessful people are asking what's in it for me. There you go. <laughs> does it have one that it constantly... Because so there's one that constantly... Every 30 minutes. So it changes every 30 minutes. But I have one that's like there relatively frequently. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it resets in the morning and it's always there, mm -hmm. but it's do more of what makes you happy. Yeah. Do more of what makes you happy. And that is something that like, I read it so much mm -hmm. and it sticks with me. It sticks with me so much. Mm -hmm. Not that I need that, at, not that I need that affirmation, mm -hmm. but I love it. Yeah, I think that's, that's important. It's, um, it's funny, I think like, in a lot of different industries, I think people aren't happy, you know, with, with work because they can't find their passion within the work environment, right? Mm -hmm. Like you said, you love inspiring others. And it's great because you have the ability to build your personal brand and include whatever it is you want, you know, this podcast, you know, and, and things both drive business, but also it itches, you know, your, um, like the fire inside you to to inspire others, and, and I think that like there's there's certain industries where you're able to do that, um, but industries that are a little bit more cookie cutter, people. And the great thing about social media is you know you're you have the ability to itch that you know whatever it is whether you you like teaching people or inspiring others or traveling or whatever it is you know you kind of have the ability to have an outlet to itch that with social media, which is fucking massive. Like, I don't know what people did before before that. No, and that's if people, I guess I'll say, if people have the, I don't want to say have the balls, but if people have the balls to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. A yeah. lot of people are scared to do what, do. a lot of people are scared to do more of what makes them happy. Totally. That's, um, it's, it, it, it's always surprising to me because I think like, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person, like, I will try a thousand things. And I think, like, what I've seen more, I think, like, in, in women to women, um, you know, people always, you know, it's like this very catty sometimes where, you know, someone's like, oh, my God, look at what she's posting. Oh, look at this. Look at that. And it's like, you know, I, for me, like. Are you I'm, talking about, like, in general or about you? I, well, I'll speak from my experience. Because I, you know, I, I can't talk for every woman's experience in the world, um, but um, I think that like it's really, really interesting to me because it's like for me, I, I'm a businesswoman before anything, so I'm gonna try a thousand things, and it's like women, especially, just you know, it, it's like ingrained in uh, culturally to. And be like, oh my God, what is she doing? What is that? Like, oh, did you see that? And I'm like, you know, whatever it is I'm doing, like, it's working. And, you know, I just, I, you know, I think as I get older, especially in like the business sense and, 
and the sense of, okay, you know, what can I do to, to feel my soul too? Um, it, it has been just cutting out a lot of the, the negative energy from, from people and, and just being like, okay, well, you know, does this, does this feed into my business goals or does this feed into, you know, my, my passion, my, um, you know, my drive, the excitement. Referring um, to what? I think social media. I think, um, you know, for me, I, I, I would say that, that my um, approach to social media is probably unconventional to what, you know, the, the typical real estate broker posts about. Which is what I fucking love. I, it's what I love. Like when, I, when someone says to me, but this is how it's done. What, the, what do you mean this is how it's done? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that, people don't post like, what do you mean people don't post like that? I post like that. Jade posts like that. Yeah, totally. That's, that's who you are. All right, so talking about personal branding and elevating yourself, what else are you working on right now outside of real estate? Oh my God, outside of real estate? Outside of real estate. Because we're talking about oh passion. We're talking God. about branding yourself and being, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think like, honestly, like my entire life really revolved. Like I, I love real estate. I genuinely love it. Um, but I, I think other than that, you know, I. I love business, you know, all of my, um, every time I get very excited, I, I, my creative brain is like, okay, what else, what else, what else? And I'm like, all right, magazine cover. And I'm like, let's fucking do it. Or I'm like, let's write a book, um, you know, or, or investing in business. So um, I, I started a, a book. I just, even started writing just for a me, book. I, yeah, I started writing a book. Mazel tov. Thank you. Thank how, how you. How far along are you? uh nine chapters jesus (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i think like you know it it might just be something that like i just use for myself um but i think it's really cool whenever you're going through something like you're actually in the midst of something where you're like oh shit, i don't know if i can get through this so would you now you're writing a book versus journaling writing a book versus journaling. So it's, you're not journaling, you're writing a book about Mm -hmm. what's going on in your life, but in a form, uh, but in a book, in book form. Yeah, like a couple months ago, I I was going through something like, literally the hardest thing, the hardest time in my life I've ever dealt with. And I was like, shit, I was like, this sucks. And every time I had an appointment. If anybody who was going through the worst time in their life reacted, it's like, this sucks. Dude. That's some positive energy. No, it fucking sucked. <laughs> like a positive way of oh saying it. Oh my god. And okay. like, you know, um uh I was going through this while we were working on this really big project. Um where it required me to be very front facing with social media and business and I was like, shit, I was like the stuff that I'm going through fucking sucks. Like very tough. Um big project at work. Uh, including work, yeah. Okay. Um, and every time I, I had an appointment with any of my 17 different healers, um, I, w- I would write down sort of what was working for me. I'd write down, you know, the notes, the overview, the lessons, and I, I would just, I was so ingrained in, okay, Jade, how do I get through this? How do I get through this? How do I get through this? And, and I, I took just like a bunch of notes, and I was like, okay, at the end of this, Whenever I feel good, I'm just gonna start writing what I'm learning. And um, I was like really proactive with it. And um, 
And then about a month ago, I was like, okay, let me put this in a fucking book. <laughs> and whenever I go through another hurdle in my life, I can go back to this. And you know, whether I, I use it as something where I, I share with others, that'd be great. Or if I'm like, you know what, this is just my super organized way to remind myself of sort of what I went through and, and those lessons, then you know, I might just do it for that. But that's a good thing. Um, you write write it down, or you uh, type? type. It? I type. Yeah, I type. I actually um, I do type to text on my computer. Um, it helps me because sometimes oh, so you know like, you talk and it transcribes. Yeah, it talks. I, I talk and it transcribes it. Um, but other than that, I mean, building out the commercial division has been uh, the bulk of, of my time because um, it, it's it's both business, but also okay, like this branding and okay, how do we how do we create these like insane video ideas to sell a property and to and to get this commercial property in front of as many people as possible? Um, you know, both of those things have have been taking a lot of my time. Rightfully so. Yeah, it's um, it's sick. I don't know. I haven't posted it yet, but we actually we did um, a dance music video into one of our listings, which is like probably the craziest thing I've ever done so far. I love that. Um, and then we just, uh, we're about to put it in contract. Very, very Jay Chanker. I know. <laughs> um, but the, the project, um, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll be able to talk about the project um, in the coming months, but. Looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> That's all I'll say, looking forward to it. Okay, good. <laughs> all right. So throughout all this, what are you, are you reading anything? Um, I am. I'm really into audiobooks. Um, hold on, actually. I'm going to tell you the name of one that I'm reading right now. And you're telling me the name because you like it and you'd recommend it. I love it. Um, but, it, you know, I think it, it depends on what level of spirituality you are. Okay. Um but uh, one of the books that I'm reading right now is called The Dynamic Locks of Prosperity. Dynamic Loss of Prosperity. Laws of Prosperity, yeah. By? Uh, by Catherine Ponder. Um, is it narrated by a male or a female? By a female. Um, the narration isn't that interesting, but, um, but it sort of just like talks about like just the premise and you know this is without getting too woohoo um is just you know really just harnessing into um you know your body and understanding okay like you know what what are the thoughts that are going through my head because because our thoughts are so powerful and then and then you know just little subtle changes that you mm -hmm. make throughout the steps whether it's your morning you know it, being like okay like this is my coffee cup it's in my hand i'm drinking it like just being very mindful um, and then, you know, whenever you practice those daily practices, you know, you, you take it into the workplace and you take it into all these things. And, and suddenly you kind of see this, like, this like little rainbow of luck that follows you. And you're like, oh my gosh, wow. Like being mindful and, and, you know, sort of doing things like this is the positive effects of it. Of course, there's always going to be negative times, but, you know, it sort of prepares you, um, to have certain outlets and certain mindfulness. Um, but this is very focused on money. So this is what I'm, I'm reading right now, but um, another really great book. Let me I go love that. Well, give me a, what's one book that you would recommend to anybody to read? Ooh, 
That's a really uh, good question. Um, you Are a Badass by Jen Sincere. So if you recommend any book for one person to read, it's... You Are a Badass by Jen Sincere. I think that's yep. her name. Big yellow cover. Yeah. Did you read it? No, but it's it's well known. Okay. I'll put it on the list. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good book. Is it a... And I don't mean to come off like, is it a feminist book? Like, is it like a, fee, a girl power book? Because um, I don't think, because I think I know the cover, because I I feel like I've seen girls posting that they've read it. Maybe, well, I think um, it's, it's very, it's female read. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I think the only book that I have that's male read is Ho Tactics. Ho tactics. H O tactics. Oh, not H O E tactics. Well, I mean, it's implied ho tactics. Oh, got it. <laughs> so I actually, I, so I got the audible of conversations with God, uh -huh. and it's a guy having conversation with God, uh -huh. and it's completely read in a male's voice. Mm -hmm. And I'm listening to this, and I'm like, there should be a version of this where conversation with God, where God is a woman, a woman, maybe. Why is that? Why is that not a thing? Um, the why? book was written conversation with God. It had no implication that God was male. Mm. But meanwhile, the book is narrated by a male. Mm, that's interesting. I mean, I, I think maybe they just they were in a room together and they're like dude do you want to be god for my book and then the they, guy was like all I right fuck yeah new, i think they need a new version i mean i will gladly be the voice of god your voice you could do audibles i i would probably hate it but have you ever done any acting or voice acting i did some acting growing up um my, my mom was an actress so she was like always like jade audition this that but i hated rejection i was mm. like fuck this and i was like it's like i don't want to be in front of the camera like i want to be i want to be the person investing in the movies that was always my thing i was like i don't i don't want to be just this thing i was like i want to you think you ever see yourself going in front of the camera i love being in front of the camera um well on like a more grander scale do you think you ever see yourself doing like a movie or television uh yeah yeah, I think um, potentially, I think if, if the right opportunity came up. Cool. Yeah. I love that. And what do you, uh, what do you see the next three to six months looking like for Jay Changer? Three to six Three to months. six months. So we're not going to go that far in the oh, future. Well. What does is, what is early 2024 mm, look like for Jay Changer? Early 2024. Let's say 25 mil in closings. Um... Let's say uh, I would have invested in my first company, hopefully. Um, I would say, um, you know, hopefully complete with this book. And, uh, and you know, I'll probably be able to revert back some, some more audiobooks that, that I've done. But I know, honestly, that. yeah, right now it's just really focused on, on selling and, and building out this commercial division you know we're, we're looking to make some new hires pretty soon amazing yeah like yeah. in the commercial it, yeah yep in, in commercial the commercial market. in the our commercial uh, division um because realistically you know we're 
we're just getting so we're so blessed you know all of our a lot of developer friends and, and everyone we're we're starting to take on a lot of listings and um and you know we're really small so we're able to put a lot of effort toward every single listing but in order to do that you know we're gonna have to start building out a bigger team um let's talk tmb does commercial okay we well have good done many of commercial deals I love that. Well, what do you think about this space that we're in? I love this space, and I'm happy that you brought me to one of your commercial listings. What's this selling for or renting for? $22,000 a month for okay. lease, um, or we'd also sell the space for $3 million. Noted. Yeah, it's a gorgeous space. I mean, this is like prime Tribeca, like mm -hmm. one of the top, um, top wealthiest zip codes in New York City, if not probably the U.S. It's a... Uh, I think top 10 wealthiest in wealthiest zip codes in the US. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Right, um, you know, two minute walk from 443 Greenwich, which is where Taylor Swift and, you know, all of the celebrities live. You know, you walk outside and and it's just like the most beautiful views. Yep. So it's, it's a no brainer. What type of client do you see moving in here? Um, <sighs> so we're at 345 Greenwich to put it out there. Yeah, 345 Greenwich. Someone who is a boss at Manifestation, what type of client do you see renting or buying yeah. 345 Greenwich? Um, an aesthetics, aesthetics um, company, I think somebody who focuses on um, injectables. I, I can see that in this neighborhood. I think it's needed on this block. Um, I actually just toured before you guys came here, um, a tattoo removal company, which mm. is interesting, but, but I think, you know, my, my job is to understand consumer behavior. Um, even though like I show properties and it's amazing. The reason that I'm good is, is because I, I understand, um, you know, what, what, uh, businesses do well in certain areas, especially in lower Manhattan. And for this area, injectables would do extremely well. Um, doctors. Injectables meaning like Botox? Yep. So Botox, stuff like that. Um, anything that, that caters to like the body and wellness, you know, I'm starting to see a... We should talk to our homies over at the Sisu Clinic. You know the Sisu people too? I know the Sisu people How too. do you know them? I am not ashamed to say that I have gotten Botox. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'll put it out there. That's amazing. When you're on camera as much. Yeah. And you're front facing with people and you're not 27 anymore. Yeah. And you're 37. Yeah. Uh, part of taking care of my body was not just I stopped drinking, but also I started doing Botox up here. I love that. Also, Sisu is amazing. I'm actually helping them expand. There you go. They, they would do really well here, but um, they actually just opened up another location in Ireland. Yep. So they're pausing, but um, yeah, they're amazing. I love that you do Botox because more guys are in general. I think just Botox in general, injectables, like it, it's about your wellness and how you uh, yep. care about and your And also Botox isn't like a, a I think uh, a lot of people look at it like it's like a plastic surgery. Really? But it's not. No. It's not. It's like literally similar to going to the gym or eating well. It's just something that you're doing to, you know, 
in, in it, some enhance your inner your, some enhance your body, some enhance your appearance. And a lot of people work out to enhance their appearance. This is something that enhances your appearance. And just like any muscle that you need to work out, you need to redo it every few months. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Botox, it's like it's like uh, acupuncture on steroids. Sure, which I do yeah, that too. We're just gonna say. Oh, I love acupuncture. Love, love. Have you done it? Of course. Yeah. I got my girl Ping. Shout out Dr. Ping in Chinatown on Baxter. Oh, sick. She's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Acupuncture. She does acupuncture, cupping, like electro, yada, yada. Oh, I got to try her and, out like, then. She is like a magician. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I see, yeah, I see someone like that here. Um, but really, I mean, um, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But Amazing. It's a and great space. I love the space, but our time is about up. But before I let you go, give me one word of advice for anyone trying to make it. I think for anyone trying to make it, the best piece of advice is is to get in touch with like your your inner child a lot, and remember, you know what what is it that that really fuels your soul, right? Like, you know, whenever we're kids, there's so many things that we want to do and, and we love and, and try to figure out how to incorporate that in, in your life, you know, whether it's through work or through social media or through something. And, and, um, and I think through that, you know, you'll, you'll find your path. Um, yeah, I think that's, yeah. I love that in more ways. And so in more ways than one, I just love that in so many ways. Yeah. It, like love, love. Yeah, it's it's um it's important. I think um you know, we have these big dreams whenever we're younger and then we're always told even our friends like the things and look next year we'll sit down again and I'll be able to say more things. But the things that I've told people that I wanted to do and everyone was like, "You're crazy." They're like, "Ah, oh, that's impossible." And I'm like, mm, "Is it?" I'm like, you know, there's other things that seem really impossible. And I think just like relentlessly just being like, you know what, what if? Like, what if I take this hour and I just actually believe that I can, you know, do whatever it is that, that I, I think is possible. If you have a dream about it, you know, it means it's possible. You just have to be a little bit crazy and be like, fuck you. Like to anyone who, who thinks that this is impossible, even if you try it, and you get 30% of the way there. 30% is better than zero. So that's that's the advice that I would give. Speaking my language. Yeah. Thank you. And you did it. Jade Shanker, keep an eye out, because if you think that she's been following her dreams, she's just getting started. Thank you for having me.